Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 25 of the Finding Home podcast. This is kind of a big deal. Uh, one of the deals I made with myself when I started the show um, was that a lot of things could change. There, there weren't any real absolutes in terms of what I was going to do, right? I was going to kind of let the show find its own way initially. I was trying some different things, and I have the interviews, and I still have some interviews coming up. But one of the things that was like a non negotiable, a non-negotiable, was that I was going to do 100 episodes of this thing. Uh, If I get back on and make sure I'm getting these out every week, we'll hit 100 episodes sometime next year, which means that's the goal. And once I hit 100 episodes, I don't know exactly what I want to do with the project. Um, I assume it takes at least that long for the podcast to find its voice and find its way. And that's how I'm approaching it. I'm going to let this play out for 100 episodes and see where we land. On that note, though, um, sometimes it's weird to come up with what I want to talk about on the show. And I today I just want to touch on something, again, fairly quickly. Uh, these solo episodes are a little bit shorter. But I want to talk about like the subjectiveness of memory. And one of the reasons that I had for, for thinking of that was that for the newsletter that I write for work, um, that I send out to my clients, to my family, and to my friends, I, I wrote this story uh, the way that I remember it growing up. And a lot of these times when I'm writing these things from the point of view of myself now, back in the past, I think of whether or not my siblings are going to remember it the same way, or whether or not anybody really can remember correctly what had happened. And I want to share that story with everybody. So you can kind of get a handle on what I'm thinking of. Um, this all kind of revolves around <clears throat> the concept that our, our childhood experiences shape us in a very real and very serious way. And I think sometimes when we consider that, when we look at that as a thing that we, a, a guidepost for our lives, like, well, this happened when I was a kid, therefore I make these choices. I think sometimes we do, sometimes we do ourselves a disservice. And I also think sometimes we misremember exactly how these things shook out, whether we misremember them to make ourselves the hero or whether we, whether we misremember them to make ourselves the villain. It really just depends often on our audience. So uh, the newsletter is actually going out. Uh, this will go up on Monday the 15th or Tuesday the 16th. The newsletter is going to go out on the 17th. So if you're a quick listener that also gets the newsletter, you're going to be able to hear this story before you read it. I'm just going to read it exactly as I wrote it. And I don't want to talk about kind of how I remember these things. So here we go. I'm the sixth of seven children. The following story was inevitable on some level, so please note that I suffered no long-term ill effects, and I think my parents were pretty fantastic as far as parents go. I couldn't find my shoes. That's how it happened. I could not for the life of me find my shoes, which to be fair is a pretty common occurrence when you're eight years old. But I had likely wasted time doing something else while I should have been looking for my shoes, And now the time to leave was upon us, and I found myself frantically searching the house for my shoes. Not in my bedroom, not in the family room, not in the kitchen. Where on earth were they? The world around me disappeared as my little mind had only one thing to focus on. Finding my stupid shoes. Success! 
How they ended up under a wet towel in the bathroom is beyond me. But with joy in my heart, I put my shoes on and ran out to the car to take my place in the rear-facing back row of the family station wagon, only to find that my place was gone, my rear-facing back row was gone, and the family station wagon was gone, along with my family. The tears must have started immediately, and I had no recourse, no cell phones, no way to let them know that the overly emotional, obsessed with fairness, milk-spilling human they referred to as Keithy was home alone for the first time ever. And as the sixth of seven children, it may have been the first time I was ever alone at all. So I did what any small child would do. I ran around my house screaming and crying until inevitably, and likely in less than five minutes, my family came back to me, and away we went to wherever we're going. Come to think of it, maybe I do have abandonment issues. I might need to call my therapist. And that's the end of the story. It was just this short little story, and it's an experience I think all, a lot of us have had that many of us can share, is that experience of being forgotten by someone, being left somewhere, whether you're left at home by yourself or whether you were left at a park or whatever it might have been, like that that moment where you realize that you're you're truly it's it's just you and now inevitably i added some details to the story i mean i was 8 years old it's been 30 years since this happened i may have been 6 or 7 i really can't say for sure exactly how old i was but i write the story anyway and that's kind of what got me thinking about memory is i know this happened but I don't know how long I was home by myself. I don't know where my shoes actually were. All I can really remember is that kind of gut-churning feeling that I was by myself and that my family had gone without me. And that's how a lot of these memories end up being. And, and having grown up around here, I have these memories of going and riding my bikes in certain places and going and seeing movies at certain places and even having experiences with certain people and as i really think back and have to reach into my memory sometimes i'm not sure those things happened at all or exactly as i remember them another thing that that was weird that kind of made me think of this was a while back i got this facebook message from a girl i went to high school with and she kept asking if i remembered this thing and that thing and this thing that we did and honestly i could not wrap my brain around any of it to be fair and, and i felt like a like a jerk but I couldn't remember even having spent a lot of time with this particular girl. And whether that's an artifact of that I didn't want to remember those times or whether it was just that it didn't actually happen, I, I still don't know. Because some of the things she brought up were memorable, but they were these weird little bits of the memory. Jumping over a wall behind a Fred Meyer to get to somebody's house, those sorts of things. Like I remember that sort of a thing. But this is a girl I don't ever remember, like, hanging out with a lot. And so as I talk about this stuff and talk about growing up here and, and living here and all these things on the show, it kind of starts to weird me out. Because what if I tell a story? What if I tell a story like this where I lost my shoes? Or I tell a story about my parents? Or I tell a story about my siblings or about what life was like growing up? And what if that story didn't actually happen? What if I tell a story and then 
one of my brothers or sisters comes to me and is like, man, that, I don't remember that at all. Or that's not how I remember it going. Well, who, who's right? Who's right when you disagree on whether or not something happened a certain way? Is it the person that argues the loudest? Because that's usually how I win those arguments, is if I argue the loudest and the longest, I'm going to win. Because inevitably, the other person gives up. And it's not out of a sense of you having convinced them that you're right. It's that they don't really feel like it's worth arguing about. But memory is weird that way. So here's what I want to do with with this episode. Um, I want you to just think about it. Think about maybe some of your your most vivid memories that you have growing up, whether you grew up in Utah, whether you didn't. Just think of those memories. Think of the things that are the biggest and brightest and most colorful. Some of my memories uh, of growing up, I, I lived in this house on about 6th East and right on 106 South. And I have these great, big, bright, vivid memories of my sisters practicing doing cartwheels on the front lawn. I must have been four or five at this time, which would have made my sisters right in their teens. And that's just one of like my favorite memories. I don't know if it happened all the time. To me, it was this ongoing occurrence over and over and over again. My sister's always, always doing this out in the front yard, but maybe it only happened once. So I want you to think about one of those things. Think about one of like your most cherished memories. And I'm not going to say question it, because I don't think you should. But as you think about that, hang on to it. You know, I don't often say that you should linger on things in the past. I don't often think that we should ever really hang out in the past at all, unless it's to motivate us towards the future. But sometimes it's nice to just reminisce and just trust the emotion behind the memory. So as you think about that memory, as you think about that thing that you really loved, that moment, just sort of exist in it. Exist in that emotion. And that's relevant for a number of reasons to me, but primary among those is those memories and those feelings and those emotions. At the end of the day, those are the things that drive you. Going to drive you to build something or create something or even to just do your work in a really effective way. So think on that. Memory is subjective, but that doesn't mean that we don't have to trust the emotions behind some of our memories. And that's all I've got for today. Again, just one of these short random thought episodes. Um, If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, uh, you are welcome to reach me at findinghomepodcast.com. There's a contact form there. You can also email me at findinghomepodcast at gmail.com. I'm kind of in the process of having a little bit more time to do some longer form episodes. But at this juncture with uh, the brokerage and we're, we're launching a training program this week that my business partner and I wrote from zero and it's kind of exciting, but it's also owning all of my time. Um, Once we get that launched, we should be able to maybe have some more and better interviews or even just some longer episodes. I'm just going to kind of let this thing be what it is. And We'll see where it lands as far as a concept goes. Uh, I know, like I said, when I started, I had this kind of clear concept for how, for what I wanted it to be. And I'm not sure I'm going to stick with that concept. I'm not sure I'm going to 
stick with anything that I initially set out to do with this. I'm just going to kind of follow it where it goes and we'll see what happens because it's fun for me to do. So that's all I've got. Again, if you need any help with anything, you can reach me at findinghomepodcast at gmail.com or grab me at findinghomepodcast.com through the contact form. And I will do what I can to give you a hand with whatever it is that I can. And until next time, guys, I'm out.